This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, Episode 1098. IELTS Writing, Your Questions and Examiner Answers. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Today, we answer three recent student questions about IELTS writing. Listen in so you can avoid test day panic and get the seven or higher you need on IELTS. What defines an advanced English speaker? The ability to not only have interesting conversations with native speakers, but also the ability to be interesting in these conversations. Make an astute observation. Ask good questions. Speak with a confident pitch. These are conversational skills that require a special method and a structured study plan. Join our brand new B2 English fluency course. It's 100% based on interesting, spontaneous, unrehearsed video interviews with native speakers. Real English. Save up to $100 before June 7th and get a free bonus. Go to allearsenglish.com slash B2. That's allearsenglish.com slash letter B number two. Aubrey, have you been injured lately? Yes. I was just showing Jessica my hurt finger. I was cutting bread yesterday with a bread knife. And I, so I had this hand. For those of you who are listening on the podcast, we're on YouTube as well. So if you want to see my nice hand gestures as well as my band-aid. Yeah, you need, to, you need to see this story acted out, guys. And just quick side note for IELTS. Sometimes students ask if they should use their hands on the speaking test. Yes, you should. It helps us communicate. It helps our fluency. Use your hands if that's how you talk. Okay, Absolutely. Aubrey. I would not be able to talk without using my hands. No, me neither. It would really throw me off. So yeah, I was holding the bread with this hand and I went to slice it in the middle like this and it slipped and just oh. cut my finger and oh, it was God. bad. There was like a skin flap bleeding oh, everywhere. It was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> Good story for spooky October month. I love oh, yeah. it. Um, I, I worked in a lot of restaurants when I was uh, in high school and university because you guys know that in America, it's completely common for high school students and college students to have jobs, right? I know it's not common in every place, uh, but it is here. So yeah, I worked in a lot of restaurants in my younger years. And God, there, yeah, there's some bad memories of cutting bread. And then if you cut yourself in the kitchen, oh, right, yeah. that like it's, it's a tragedy. You have to like clean everything up and throw away food and like, oh man, it's restaurant work is some of the hardest work. I think everybody should work in a restaurant at some point. So you value the people serving you food and making you food and you tip them 
a huge amount. So true, right? My daughter's <laughs> working in a restaurant right now, and she comes home with stories. Customers are so mean. Oh, my God. Demanding. I'm like, yeah. oh, please be nice to my sweet 15-year-old who just wants a part-time job. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's so hard. I cried many times. Like, people are mean, and it's there's so much pressure, too. Like, it's such a fast, pressure-filled environment. Right. Um, anyway. So another fast pressure-filled environment is your IELTS writing exam. So we, oh my God, I love segues. Um, You have the best segues. I'm always impressed. (laughs) I love it so much. Um, So guys, that's what we're talking about today. Your IELTS writing questions and our examiner answers. Um, I'll say it again. You know, I was an IELTS examiner for 14 years and I have... um, transferred 100% of my knowledge to Aubrey. So guys, we have three questions from three key students, lots of magic number threes today. And we're going to answer these because we know that a lot of you guys have these exact same questions. So guys, it's so, it's vital to know everything you can before going into the exam. You need to be in control. Know what the examiner wants, right? Cut out all possibility of panic if possible. So let's get into this, Aubrey. What is the first question? Yeah, this first question I love because some of you out there might not have thought of this yet, but I could imagine you thinking of it on test day and Mm. panicking because you don't know the answer. So we're preemptively going to give you this answer. I'm excited about this. So in a recent writing class, our three-key student, Koju, asked if he can repeat linking phrases and vocabulary that he used in task one in task two. What an excellent question. question. Yes. And yes, right? Often it's a different examiner grading, correcting, scoring your task one and your Mm -hmm. task two. So they don't even see that you used the same vocabulary. But even if they did, it doesn't matter at all. They're scored totally separately. So you can use the same linking phrases and vocabulary, if it's appropriate, on both. Exactly. I mean, it would be nigh impossible. (laughs) Um, That's a great adverb, nigh, to mean nearly. Uh, That's a word in one of our three keys, task two templates, actually, nigh on a decade. Uh, But anyway, it would be nigh impossible to not repeat any linking words, guys, between task one and task two. There, there is a finite number of high-level linking words. You know, there are only so many ways to say in addition or in contrast. Like, you have to repeat some of the same linking words. And like, I've seen this before where I'll see an academic task one from a student and I'm seeing all these amazing synonyms for increase like we teach our students, right? Um, Like jump, skyrocket, what have you. So I'll see all these amazing synonyms for increase and decrease. And then I get to their task two and they revert to that easy vocabulary, right? Like the number of people in cities has increased. And I'm like, I, okay, I know you know better words than this because I just saw them. So, um, but maybe that's why, because they're, they think these are only task one words or something. Yeah. Or maybe because they use them on task one, they're thinking I can't repeat this on task two. Right. So thankfully Koju cleared this up for us that yes, you definitely can. Exactly. Yes. Can and should guys. High scoring vocab is high scoring vocab, you know? Um, yeah. And like Aubrey said, 
the exa- the same examiner does not even look at your task one and task two. It is sent to different people. Um, and even if it weren't, it wouldn't matter. They're scored completely separately. So yes, use your fantastic vocab and linking words on both. Um, okay. Uh, the next question is from Sarah. This is about uh, appropriate vocabulary and paraphrases in task two. So the task two question she had was, um, it's about like, should the government control something, right? Lots of task two questions and speaking part three questions about the government. A lot of problem solution questions involving the government as well. So her query is, should she use the word everyone as a paraphrase for government? Um, So right off the bat, no. These empty phrases, these like vague generalities, everyone, no one, someone, people, thing, these are never words you want to use in writing task two or task one. We want to use specific vocabulary whenever possible. So Instead of government, what are some paraphrases we could use? Yeah, you could say federal authorities or just authorities, lawmakers. Yeah, Yeah, it's a really good point to not use that general band five vocabulary that's so common. You know higher level words that are specific to that topic. You want to use those instead to paraphrase that. And it has a very different meaning to say everyone as opposed to the government because that includes (laughs) me and I'm not making any laws. (laughs) Sometimes I wish I were, but, you know, sadly, um, power I can understand where this question comes from, though, because if you think about a government as representing all of the people, you would want to think, okay, I could say everyone and it would have the same meaning, but not necessarily, right? If if we have a question asking what should the government do, we're specifically talking about lawmakers, the authorities that have the power to change the laws. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Exactly, exactly. Um, And instead of, you know, instead of a straight synonym like we've given you, you could also use like a pronoun reference combined with a relative clause and say, those who are in power. Um, We could, you know, fancy up the grammar while we're paraphrasing. Those the paraphrasing with a relative clause like that with, you know, the pronoun reference awesome for grammar, but also great for cohesion coherence because the examiner looks for your ability to not just paraphrase, but to use pronoun reference. So that is, that's an option I think a lot of students don't think about because they're only thinking about straight synonyms or straight parallel expressions, but we could fancy up the grammar there as well. Um, Okay. We have one more question. And before we get to this last question, guys, I want to Remind you that if you are a Three Keys student, we do offer an unlimited writing feedback service. This is invaluable, you guys. Like, we meet so many students who have sevens and eights in other 
um, the other sections. I just was talking to a student yesterday who is in this situation. And it's just this one section writing that is holding them back from that score they need. They're great listening, reading, like everything else is great. But writing, they can't get past that 6.5, right? Um, so that's why we created the service for you guys of unlimited feedback. So if you are interested in this, Remember, you must be a three key student, however, to subscribe to this. But if you, if this would suit you and your goals, send me an email, Jessica at All Ears English, and I'll tell you how you could subscribe. Um, if you're in the Facebook group, you could also ask there. So, okay, let's get to this last question. Um, I love this name, Rax Minova. That's just fun to say. Right? I know. She had a great question. She said she's halfway through the roadmap for Three Keys IELTS, mm. and she said, can you let me know which websites I can get appropriate and correct sample essays from? So I was able to answer her right away, and I actually shared a previous episode Jessica did here on the podcast, number 484, called Why You Shouldn't Read Model IELTS Essays, which is full of great information. Go back and check it out if you missed that one or if it's been a while since you heard it. Because there are so many reasons to not be reading those model IELTS essays. They're so not tricky. written by students. So it doesn't give you a good idea of what you as a student could write, first of all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, yeah, I see students become despondent sometimes when they're reading these model essays. If you're not watching us on YouTube, I just <laughs> air quoted model essays um, because so sometimes they're just not great model essays. Sometimes they're just written by a native speaker who isn't familiar with the scoring system for IELTS and therefore wouldn't even score highly. Like it's not a good example for what totally. you should do on the IELTS exam, right? There are very specific requirements that you have to meet in a short time. So it's so important to know what those requirements are, to have templates like we give you in Three Keys IELTS, because these templates t just tell you just black and white like this is how you meet the requirements for a seven or higher so that's one reason like you don't know if these would score well or not like there's you don't know if you're not an examiner right and then the other reason is that like they're just not possible for a, a most non-natives to write like this you know what i mean like and so students will read this and they're like oh my god i will never have that vocabulary. I can't do that. And it just like makes them sad and discouraged. Um, however, like we do still need model essays, right? So what should we look for? How do we know that this model essay will help us, Aubrey? Yeah. So I think you really have to know where your source is coming from, right? In Three yeah. Keys IELTS, we're providing you with model essays that we're writing intentionally to be what a student could write with templates you can use, vocabulary that you can learn in context. And then you know, like, okay, this was provided by a former examiner who knows what I'm capable of writing without getting frustrated and, and feeling like I'm out of my depths, right? Yeah, so yeah. really the ones that you've written, Jessica, for the Three Keys IELTS program, a couple, we have a couple of free ones on our blog you can check out. And we have an extra writing package that has more model essays. And I know you go through them step by step. What's the writing process for doing this so that it feels very doable? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, I could see why it would be so discouraging if you're starting your IELTS journey from scratch and 
you've never learned to write in English and maybe the the writing you did in your first language wasn't, you know, academic or it didn't follow totally. what we're expecting. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. Writing is tough, you guys. So you really do have to take it just step by step increments, right? You can't learn it all at once right away and then be able to do it. Like first we have to learn what a good sentence is and then we have to learn how to build a great solid paragraph, right? With specific information. How do we give specific examples? Why is it important to give specific examples? How do we introduce these different sentences? I mean, there are so many small skills that go into building a holistic essay that you really, guys, you just have to take it step by step so you don't get overwhelmed, so you don't get discouraged. Um, but like Aubrey said, we have free resources on our blog, so go to allearsenglish.com slash IELTS. Um, but if you're ready for the complete system, guys, um, we have mentioned some benefits of it today. You've heard a lot of great voices from students in Three Keys that have done amazing things with their IELTS scores recently. So if you also want to check that out and experience that amazing sense of relief that you don't have to do this all on your own, like we will help you guys. We have made it all. We'll tell you what to do, what to expect. Check it out, guys. Go to allearsenglish.com slash keys. That's K-E-Y-S. And then you qualify for that unlimited essay feedback. Yeah. If you're wanting to be able to send in all of those essays and get feedback, then you'll know you're ready to get the score you need on IELTS writing. That's a good feeling to go in that confident on test day. Totally, totally. Um, and guys, if uh, you have IELTS questions for us, like these amazing ones that we talked about today, if you also have IELTS questions, go ahead and email support at allearsenglish.com and we will perhaps feature your question on a future show. All right, Aubrey, thanks for chatting about writing today. Yes, yeah, so fun. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.